Good morning. I'm Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Today, we're so happy to have as our in-studio guests, Mr. Corey Bopker and Mr. Stephen Orrit, the producer and director of the documentary film American Native as our in-studio guests. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm really looking forward to discussing this very important documentary project that you had called American Native. For the benefit of our uh, audience, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Corey, why don't we start with you? Sure, I'll, um, I'll start. I'm originally from Livingston, New Jersey, and I just have to say that uh, I grew up um, listening to WSOU, and uh, I'm a big fan of you guys. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Uh, after Livingston High School, graduated from Syracuse University School of Management and uh, moved to L.A. and worked as a talent manager for 10 years before I got into reality television. Okay. And uh, after reality, segued into more long-form storytelling, which led me to documentary filmmaking. So, uh, what are some of the uh, reality shows that you have uh, worked on? I do um, currently ABC's Celebrity Wife Swap, mm-hmm. Bravo's Millionaire Matchmaker, and the also one that you would know is uh, ABC's Bachelor. Oh wow, the, the, they're all popular, but the Bachelor <laughs> is like off off the uh, off the meter crazy. <laughs> yeah, the three seasons of the Bachelor was a couple of years ago, and he also produced a couple of the Bachelor wedding specials. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> and and Stephen, uh, tell us about your background. Uh, well, I was. Uh, Born and raised in Miami, but I, I grew up more so in the Washington, D.C. area. I went to high school in Washington, D.C., and then I uh, went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I studied film and television there. After graduating from University of Wisconsin, I moved to Los Angeles and worked in production for a number of years, and I uh, worked my way up and started directing music videos, got into directing music videos and TV commercials, which I, I still do as well, but after a few years... Um, seven or eight years of working in music videos and commercials, I, I wanted to uh, sink my teeth into a, a longer a longer project, something more substantive, and um, that was just kind of the, the short story of how Corey and I got into the American Native project. Wow. Okay. And and um, tell us about American Native. How did this film documentary project come about? Um, once again, I said I grew up in Livingston, New Jersey, but I had actually never heard of the Ramapo. Um, Steve and I were looking to tell a, a more long-form story, as he just said, and uh, I had a conversation with a buddy from Bernie County, New Jersey. And he simply, you know, I told him I was looking for characters or story, and he said to me, have you ever heard of the term the Jackson Whites? And at that point, I had not. So I did a little bit of research, and you're sort of blown away by what you see. So, but by what you read. So I called up Steve and I said, simply Google this term. And then once he Googled that term and sort of read a little bit about the backstory of who these people were, the project was on. Wow, very nice, very nice. And, and that started how long ago? Uh, four and a half, almost five years ago, wow. when we first sort of made that, gig, that, that Google key search. Wow, wow. Truly a, truly a labor of love and passion. And, um, as we were talking before the interview, that the uh, Jackson Whites is 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 a is a pejorative word that's equal to the unfortunate word, the N word, um, and um, I guess that was kind of shocking to you when you learned that as well. 
Yeah, we we did. Um, you know, as Corey mentioned, we we knew nothing about the the, the tribe. Only um, that somebody told us, that, you know, to, to to look at this term, and and we did. And as Corey mentioned, once we kind of you know Googled it and researched some of these uh, these w- websites, um, there was all of this this legend and folklore and all of these nasty uh, rumors about them, who they were, where they came from, but none of it was substantive. None of it really had any fact to it, which immediately kind of raised some red flags to me. And then we discovered, looking a little bit further, that the group actually uh, vehemently opposes the term Jackson Whites for for good reason, which we'll get into in a bit, Mm -hmm. but that they also identify as the, the Ramapo Lenape Indians, that they prefer to be um, identified as the Rampo Lenape Indians. So we, we didn't even know that they, they identified as a, a Native American tribe. And then we, um, we, we looked in a little bit further, and we found out that they had actually applied for federal recognition through the United States government, um, initially back in the late 70s, but their case came up for review in the, in the mid-90s. And we did not know anything about the federal recognition process. Um, you know, Corey and I both had a the typical American education about the Native American experience, Native American history. Um, you know, you learn a little bit about them in, 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 in the fourth grade and a little bit about Native Americans maybe in, in uh, middle school or later, but it's, it's, not, it's not very substantive, and you generally it's about most of the tribes that you know, I think most of mainstream America are, are familiar with, the, the Navajo, the Apache, the Sioux. Um, but very little about East Coast tribes and the experience that they've gone through and really the, the nuances of the Native American experience. So uh, when Corey and I found about, out about the federal recognition process, that there are approximately 550 tribes in the United States who have this stamp of approval from the federal government and another 300 or plus that are on the outside looking in, uh, we thought that that was an interesting subject, something that we should shed some light on, so we decided to make a film about the federal recognition process using the Ramapo Lenape Indians as an example of a tribe who feels as though uh, the system has failed them. You know, this is very educational for me, uh, learning that there is a federal recognition program, and that, as you said, there's uh, about 300 other tribes that are outside looking in, trying to get recognized. Why is it so difficult? Well, um, that's a very complex question. Uh, I guess the short answer is that the, uh, the criteria that the Bureau of Indian Affairs through the Department of the Interior uses um, are very subjective, and it's, uh, it's not a black or white issue. Uh, there's a, a, a lot that needs to be looked at, poured over. It's massive amounts of uh, genealogical, historical Data that um, that that needs to, to to be footnoted and used when bolstering your claim as a, a legitimate Native American tribe. And ultimately, I guess the, sh- the short answer is that you have to prove an unbroken chain of descent to the original historic tribe in in your area. And um, as I was just kind of alluding to. The tribes out west that many of us are familiar with, Hopi, Navajo, Apache, Sioux, they didn't see a white face until the mid-1800s, whereas the tribes on the east coast were first contacted by European Americans in the mid-1600s. 
So for 200 years, the tribes on the East Coast were being decimated, murdered, bred out, um, and consequently finding these records and uh, primary sources that the Bureau of Indian Affairs requires is, is akin to finding a needle in the haystack and that most times is really uh, impossible. Sometimes it's just impossible because these records don't exist anymore. You know, most of these, these individuals uh, were, were not born in hospitals or married in churches, so they don't necessarily have birth certificates or death certificates or marriage certificates. And then probably the, the, the number one primary source material that the, the federal government likes to use is, is census records. Um, but if you go back into the 16, 17, 1800s, the census didn't even have a category. In New Jersey, for example, the, the census didn't even have a category for Indian until 1830. So prior to 1830, you were either white or colored. And the federal government will say, well, look, this says that you're colored. It doesn't say that you're the Ramco Indians, so it's not good. So we throw it out. So that's the, 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 the long, short story of ultimately why it's such a difficult process to get through. And I just have one. I just yes. have one quick thing to add, which is probably not a very politically correct statement. But the people at the BIA who are making these decisions, who are um, overseeing this process, are all federally recognized Native Americans. Um, so I'm not sure what their incentive is is to uh, to give away additional pieces of the pie. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, this radio show is all about leadership and all about truth. So if it's the truth, then you know, if it hurts someone's feelings, then uh, that's their problem. Because um, we, 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 we want to expose the best practices and worst practices of leadership on this program. And this documentary, you know, uh, is clearly very, very Im- 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 important. But from your opinion, why is this documentary important in the year 2015? Well, this is us, Steve. Um, you know, there are a number of reasons, but I, I kind of I always like to say, I mean, I, I think this is a quintessentially American story. Um, you know, people like to say that we're a melting pot, and if you look at the you know, the demographics of, of our country, how it's changed so much, you know, there, the Ramapo story is a beautiful example of that. It's a beautiful example of the melting pot. Um, but ultimately, the film is a film about identity, which is a very universal theme. And it was always our hope, myself and Corey, when we were making this film, uh, that that a viewer will will walk out of the theater or walk away from the television or the computer after watching it and ask themselves, well, what is it that I identify with? What is it in my background that that I identify with? And hopefully, it internalize that. So, you know, therefore, I think it is a a, a very contemporary film. I think it um, it has a, a lot of, of scope. It's not for people that are are just interested in, in Native Americans or Native Americans per se, um, but I think it's really for, for all Americans, and it, it really is a, is a cultural look at where, where our country, you know, is, is going. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And when does this uh, film, this documentary film premiere here in the New Jersey, New York area? Um, this is Corey. So we, um, we're actually in the middle of our festival run. We've been in... Um, accepted to nine film festivals around the world, and we recently won Best Documentary at the Manchester um, International Film Festival in the U.K. Congratulations. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, Our next showing is actually at the Harlem Film Festival on um, September 12th, I believe, 
And then we are having our theatrical premiere um, at the Village 7 on um, Tuesday, the 14th of September, followed by additional screenings in Montclair, New Jersey, um, and Ridgewood, New Jersey, Asbury Park, Vineland, and also the greater D.C. area, all in September. Oh, that is excellent. That is excellent. Is there a, a website where folks can go online to see where your 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 film is going to be uh, premiering, so they can uh, adjust their calendars accordingly? Yeah, we um, you know, through our website, uh, which is just simply AmericanNative-TheMovie.com, all spelled out. Um, uh, you can find information um, through uh, uh, about our distributor, which is called Gather Films. And um, there's a link on our website which will drive you to their page, uh, which has all of our eight theaters uh, and, this, and the showtimes as well, uh, and the ability to purchase tickets. Um, also on our webpage, AmericanNative-TheMovie.com, um, you know, there's a, a, an educational um, angle to our film, the historical, the anthropological, the social, mm-hmm. uh, the racial. Um, we're also in the process um, of distributing our film to schools, universities, uh, educational centers of higher learning around the country through our uh, deal with Dark Hollow Films, our educational distributor. So it's available in theaters, and it's also available to be brought to the classroom as well, all through, uh, all found on our website, AmericanNative-TheMovie.com. Excellent. And you could also find all of that information on our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash American Native Movie. That is excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Corey Bobker and Mr. Stephen Orrit, the producer and director of the documentary film American Native, uh, which is coming to a city near you uh, in September and beyond. Um, as they have said, this, this film is about the, and, and correct me, gentlemen, if I don't say it correctly, the Ramapo uh, Indians of New Jersey. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. They're, they're actually... On, on the border of New York and New Jersey. Uh, yes. There are mainly three towns that, that they occupy, um, Mawa, New Jersey, Ringwood, New Jersey, and then right across the border is Hilburn, New York. So um, they, they kind of are split between New, New Jersey and southern New York, Rockland County, New York. Wow. And, and so when someone sees this film, uh, what are the key messages that come out uh, of this film that you want them to uh, uh, to feel or to learn? Well, um, again, uh, you know, I guess uh, this is Steve. I'll, I'll speak first, and certainly we'll let, we'll let Corey. But uh, as Corey mentioned, we've we've been doing a number of film festivals, um, and yeah, I, I really love the film festivals. We go to as many as we can because it's a way to interact with audiences and have them ask questions. I mean, the film is a very complex story, the, the Ramapo's story. So for us to be able to, to tell a concise story in 80 minutes uh, was a very difficult feat. Uh, we feel very proud of the finished film, but certainly we couldn't include everything. So I'd like to say that, you know, uh, with your price of admission, it's nice to be able to ask the director or the producer, you know, certain things that, that might be a little confusing after the, after the film because there's a lot to be taken in. But certainly one of the first questions that we get from anyone is, well, do you think that they're Indians? Because the film is a very unbiased look at, at the Ramapo. It is their story, certainly weighs in their favor, but there's plenty of dissenting voices in the film as well, and that was something that we were very upfront with the Ramapo, that this needs to be, um, you know, an objective film. 
But uh, to answer that question, I usually say, well, if you can define for me what a, a Native American is, I'll tell you whether or not they meet that criteria. And for me, as the filmmaker, the director, that's what it's all about, because, you know, people have different definitions of what a Native American is, and the federal government's definition might be different from uh, a federally recognized tribe or a tribe that doesn't have federal recognition. Uh, but, but ultimately, it's, you know, what, what makes a Native American a Native American? And the larger issue of what I kind of alluded to before is, is really, you know, what makes me me? Um, I hope that answers your question for you, but Corey might, might have something more to add. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just to sort of reiterate the point that Steve made earlier. It's some of that identity. And you walk out of this film, and we want you to say, uh, you know, or, or even ask, you know, well, real quick, Darrell, uh, who are you? What are you? When people ask you that, what's your, you know, that general question, what are you? Right. What do you say? Right. I'm a, I'm you know, so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a story of, uh, of who you are. You are who you believe yourself to be. Yes. And how can you let somebody else dictate that? That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, my name is Darrell Gunter. Uh, my father was uh, was German. My mother is black. So when, so when, you, so when people ask you that, how, what do you say? What, what are you, Darrell? I say, I'm, I'm German. <laughs> I'm black <laughs> German. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great, I mean, I love that, that you, you pointed that out because I think Corey and I initially, when we first started working on the project, um, we started researching and educating our, ourselves about uh, Native American tribes on the East Coast. Right. And, and most tribes on the East Coast have uh, a history with, with um, African Americans in, you know, coming into the tribe. Um, and phenotypically, most tribes on the East Coast uh, resemble African American features as well. But uh, uh, we found that there's serious resistance to that from these tribes out west, the tribes that, that do have this coveted um, stamp of approval, and then also just from like the, the larger dominant population around around the Ramapose, because some of them do look stereotypically African American, they said, Oh well they're not Indian, they're black. Mm-hmm. And you know, as soon as I started hearing that, you know, the hair on the back of my neck went up and was like, that's that's a provocative angle to take on a film because the two aren't mutually exclusive. Right. And somebody pointed out to me very early on, somebody that we, we shot in the, in the film, a woman by the name of Linda Locklear, who has worked for the Native American Rights Fund for a number of years, the first female Native American to argue before the Supreme Court, just a, a very eloquent and beautiful woman. She, um, she's pointed out to me, you know, why is it that, that nobody says President Obama is white? They all say he's black. And he's just as much white as he is black. And it's kind of you know, that angle that, that we feel uh, the Ramapos have also received and, and other tribes on the East Coast. So we, we kind of honed in on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the issues of, of, of race and, and, and color and different shades of color have always been a very, very tough thing for society uh, to, to, to deal with and to address. And... Uh, uh, being a, a you know black American whose father uh, happens to be German, I'm always seen as a, a black American. I'm very and I'm very proud of that. Uh, but I'm also proud of my father's heritage as well. So um, it's always quite interesting when I go to Germany to the Frankfurt Book Fair and uh, someone is looking uh, to bring me my check and they're looking for Herr Gunther and uh, and I don't look like Herr Gunther to him. <laughs> so. 
But um, but I'm so happy that that you gentlemen are, are tackling this issue uh, in 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 your documentary film. So how does the Ramapo tribe feel about the content of the film? I'm sure they've seen a screening. Um, how are how are they feeling about it? Um, they I they are they they have known since the beginning what our motives are. As Steve said earlier, we you know. Our job is to tell a, a, an unbiased story of who these people were, and we promised ourselves in the beginning that we were not going to whitewash their story. So we were going to include some things that they were probably uncomfortable with. Um, that being said, the, the term Jackson White. That being said, uh, the dissenting voices. Um, but in the end, we were the first people to give them a clear voice to let them tell the world who they were. So regardless of those dissenting voices, regardless of our um, uh, delving into the, the JW word, as I like to say, they are very happy with the film. There are some things in the film that they do not like at all, but they accept them in the film because that is what we set out to do many years ago, and I think we accomplished that goal. And so, I'm sorry, go I'm sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, please. Well, I was just going to say, that, as you alluded to, Darrell, you know, if it's true, if you know, if, 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 if you can anchor it in truth in the long run, you know, it'll, you'll probably end up better off. And, um, you know, ultimately that's, that's, what, that's what we did. And as, as Corey said, you know, there, there's definitely some material, some content in the film that, that, that the Rempos take issue with, as, as would I. I mean, I, I'm a Jewish American. If, if um, I saw a film about Jews and had, you know, and, and saw people in there that were saying, <laughs> the same type of things that that we have individuals in our film saying about the Ramapos, it would hurt. I would take issue with it. Sure. Um, but but ultimately, I think that they do see that if the film if the film were to be perceived as a straight up advocacy piece, uh, anybody who you know, any any of the objectors to to them and their story would immediately discredit it. So I think them and and Chief Perry, the chief of the Ramapo tribe, specifically understands that now and. And because they have seen a cut of the film and understand that we weren't, um, you know, uh, exploiting them or and that our intentions were pure, uh, I think they, you know, they are happy with with the uh, the resulting film, the, the finished film. Well, you know, it, it it's important for us to uh, America to look in the mirror and to really understand who we are and 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 how we communicate. It's only then that we look in the mirror, I I believe, and and understand. Well, who is saying? Uh, negative things for a person to really understand and reflect what they're saying. If we if we don't do that, and we kid ourselves. Then we continue this um, this this facade of all getting along. Um, <laughs> because when you look at the, the the as you call it the um, the JW word, I'm sure the Ramapos didn't use that word. It was used by the 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 folks in the majority. Correct. 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 Right, and yeah, and it yeah. was it was it was not used in a respectful way. It was used in a disrespectful way. But to educate ourselves about that uh, that ignorance is important for us to to bring about change. Because as Absolutely you said, right. if, if someone was to use a derogatory term for any particular uh, race or creator people, um, it's 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 being insensitive. And and at this point in our country, we really need to lower the rhetoric on the name calling. Um, you, you know, we're, we're, we're hearing too many folks say very derogatory things about people, whether it's in politics, sports or whatever. And and, and, and quite frankly, I, I think that when we don't recognize that ignorance, it just continues to to increase and grow, which is not good. So I'm, I'm happy that uh, 
this film will reflect that and so that people will know, oh, well, I didn't know that. That's not a, that's not a, a, a word of endearment, you might say. So that's right yeah so bravo to you gentlemen uh, for that you know um so it sounds like you you gentlemen are very happy with the 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 project um where would you like to see it go from here from from the the film festivals into the schools into education um what are your aspirations that this film will the goals that it will achieve well I mean I, I i vision the school in every you know uh, actually, my vision is filmed in every curriculum in the country, whether it be high school, college, junior college. Um, you know, I really believe that there is a place to, you know, because like Steve said, you learn about all the, you're educated as a youth in your, in your youth about Native Americans, and um, nobody ever talks about uh, East Coast Natives. And, you know, funnily enough, there are zero recognized Native American tribes in New Jersey. And I can't tell you how many street names and how many towns are named after Native Americans. Right. So what the government is saying is, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize there were any natives in New Jersey, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Well, I think we have Ramapo College uh, as one of our community colleges in northern exactly. New Jersey, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if my memory is correct. Correct. We, um, we um, uh, had a showing, a screening of the film, um, a rough cut of the film for the tribe a few months ago at Ramapo. At Ramapo. They had been an ally to us, um, and um, they were actually the first people to purchase the DVD for their curriculum. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and uh, just to, to elaborate on, uh-huh. on Corey's answer there, you know, as, as filmmakers, you want your, your film to, to get the most exposure that there is because obviously you make these, you know, these projects and you spend four or five years of what we did of our lives, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. It, we want as many, as many eyeballs to be able to see this as, as possible. But obviously, you know, this is... Um, there, there are different kind of stages of which we should do that needs to, to kind of go through. So initially, which is why we're doing a, a, a theatrical run to play in theaters, uh, then we'll be, be doing a, a television, an online component as well. Uh, but certainly, you know, we, we want to, to, to get this out to as, as many people as possible. And we've had some really wonderful responses from uh, Native American communities, some Native American communities, um, throughout the United States, but the, you know the film is really just getting out there. So the more exposure that we can get, the better. Which is why we really appreciate your your interest uh, and willingness to you know to, to have us on the program today. Well, you know, I, I have about um, uh, six folks who contacted me this week for a show, and when I heard what yours was all about, I said, "Well, let me talk to these gentlemen right away," uh, because uh, this is a, this is very important for our community. Um, and, and, and our country to, to really help us to really uh, correct the ship, if you will, in regards to how we uh, educate and understand our, our fellow neighbors. Um, believe it or not, we are almost at the end of our program. Is there any last thoughts you want to leave with our listeners about American Native? Um, you know, if, if you think that it's a film that's just about Native Americans, um, you know, I would say think, think again. It's, it's really it, it's a film about uh, America and, uh, and all of what you've just been talking about, you know, it's, as far as, as Americans needing to confront issues as opposed to sweep them under the rug. Um, you know, the, the more people that can come out and see it and talk about it and participate in some of our online forums, you know, hopefully the, the more understanding uh, there will be, and, and you know, the sine waves will, 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 will move towards a better direction. 
uh, because this specific group of individuals that the film focuses on, the Ramapos, have had, a, like I said, a very complex history. Um, but they still, the discrimination that they face is still very real. It's still met with on a daily basis. They're still, they still get kids that drive up to their mountain and say, where are the Jackson Whites? I want to see the inbred freaks. So mm. the, the, the more that we can expose the truth and, and pull the, you know, the, the, uh, the curtain back, the better. Excellent. Thanks so much, Darrell. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Corey Bobker, Mr. Stephen Ort, the producer and director of the documentary film American Native as our in-studio guest. Gentlemen, I really want to thank you for your time today, and we want to wish you all the best uh, in the fall with your uh, screenings and premieres and, and hopefully maybe an Oscar nod. Thank you very much for giving this opportunity. Uh, we really appreciate it. And once again, go Chihago, WSOU. Uh, thank you so much. This is Darrell Gunter, your host of Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM, Seton Hall University. And if you miss any part of this broadcast, you can catch us on iTunes at iTunes U. Look for Seton Hall University and Leadership. This is Darrell Gunter. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.